Welcome to The Determined Mom Show, the only marketing podcast dedicated to guiding mom CEOs into tranquility, wealth, and multiplying those precious moments. Welcome to this episode of The Determined Mom Show. I have the lovely Jessica Gershman here, and she is the founder and host of the founder of Zen Mommy and the host of Mom Slow Down, the podcast. So welcome, Jessica. Hey, I'm so happy to be here. And determination is near and dear to my heart. So I graduated a 500 hour yoga program and they actually gave me a Hindi name Mm -hmm. and it's Avasita, which means determined one. So that's right in line. Yeah. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Well, you have a lot going on in your business and you help so many women in what you do. So I admire that. And I think it is right there with that, the determined mom philosophy. So I love it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about you before we dive into our topic. So then that way the audience can get to know you a little. Yeah. Well, I'm a mom of four. I have two stepsons uh, that I helped raise and two little girls. Uh, and I, you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist, which I've, <laughs> I've said, uh, I wasn't always Zen. Um, and you know, Zen is like a constant, I guess, desire or something to kind of strive for because life is really hard and tricky. And there's always things, especially as a mom or a business owner that, you know, you can have the best laid plans and, you know, life is going to throw you a few curveballs. Uh, and so throughout my years, really, uh, I started my career really young. I was a commercial real estate developer at 19. Uh, and that was an, in, that was an interesting way to kind of get into the business world. Uh, and when I graduated high school, I wanted to be a CEO of a fortune 500 company. So, you know, I've always kind of had that in my blood, but I struggled. I struggled with, uh, I'm very open talking about eating, uh, my eating disorder in the past and, and really struggled with this kind of proverbial perfectionist carrot that gets thrown at us in society as women. And later on when I became a mother and, you know, I just really walked around at least the first part of my adulthood feeling less than most of the time, Um, you know, and it's hard when you don't feel good about yourself, your other relationships aren't very good. So my marriage wasn't great. You know, my relationships with my stepsons weren't great with, you know, I didn't have any friends, really adult friends at that time. Uh, And I knew something had to change when my daughter was born. And if anyone, you know, knows that, you know, they've had kids out there, the strength that you have becoming a mother is you can't, it's indescribable. You know, you just all of a sudden catapult into this, you know, world where you are, you know, this mama bear and you're invincible and you have all this strength that you never knew was possible. And what I wouldn't do for myself, I did for my daughter. And so that's when the path of transformation really started for me, because I knew uh, through all the parenting books, of course, that I read as a perfectionist, uh, that it wasn't what I said. It was how I behaved and what she was going to model, you know, in my own behavior. And if I didn't love myself, then I was going to set a platform for you know, my daughter and I have two daughters now, but my daughter at the time to, to not feel great about herself. And I would pray every night that, you know, she would never suffer the way that I did with eating disorders and isolation and like self-hatred. And so here we are 13 years later and, you know, I'm out kind of spreading this word for everyone, because I know the struggle of being a mom and I know the struggles of feeling less than and, and being in that place. And, you know, I have deep, deep compassion for, for women everywhere and just the struggles that we have. So that's where I am. 
That's awesome. You touched on so many things that I kind of want to go back and talk about. The first one being obviously perfectionism. I think as mothers, there's almost like this intrinsic uh, instinct to try to do everything right. You know, like everything, like, am I feeding them the right food? Am I, are they watching the right amount of TV? Are they doing the right amount of homework? Are they, you know, socializing the right amount? Are they getting enough sleep? Like there's just so many things that we try to perfect. And this episode is really going to help a lot of women, I think, to be able to release that as you've learned over the last 13 years, and you're going to share with us. So I'm really excited to hear about that. And also your ambition is just really, really impressive. Just everything that you've done over the last however many years, um, since you were 19 or since you graduated high school, it's, it's really impressive and very In inspiring. A lot of years. Yeah. Same year. So, <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, I'm 40. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. I'm 41. So, uh, yeah, we're in that same, uh, area, but yeah, it's, it's really inspiring. And I love, um, having really strong women like you on the show in order to show us that, you know what, you've been through everything that we're all struggling with right now. And you might even still be going through some different stuff. You know, um, we all are all the time, but I really love that you're willing to share with us. Yeah. And, you know, as women, as mothers, we immediately, as soon as we become pregnant, it all of a sudden becomes about someone else, right? We lose our identity altogether. Even the baby showers, they're all the gifts for the baby. Like you're, you're totally lost in that. And then we have everything in society being like, this is like challenging our intuition, telling us that we don't know how to be the best mom for our child, or that we don't know what's best. And that we all of a sudden get inundated with all of this external kind of data of like, uh, well, you need to be doing this and you need to be doing that. And this isn't good enough and that, and it changes all the time. And so we're really meant by society just to be really confused about what is, (laughs) we just want to do what's right for our children. And the truth in all of that is our intuition as mothers is like dead set on, you know, and if we can take some time and that's like that my whole mom slow down podcast is like, you have to slow down to hear what's going on in the intuition, what's going on in your heart, you know, how you're feeling. And if you're able to kind of access that and trust that inner voice that we all have, that we've been told not to listen to, but that is so spot on and so incredible and amazing, we can accomplish anything and we can feel good and we can you know, we, we can go to sleep at night, not worrying about the five conversations that we had and what did the people think of us or what are we doing tomorrow? And, you know, and, you know, trying to balance all the schedules, but, you know, sleep in a peaceful state that like, Hey, I'm doing the best I can with the resources I have today. And I'm trusting my gut and I know I'm good enough. And that unfortunately is not what everybody feels. You know, we walk around just feeling so much less than, and and the mom guilt, right. Is so real. Yeah. And it's almost unavoidable, but the more that we can recognize that like, hey, this is mom guilt coming in. It's not real. We're creating it right in our mind. And we can be like, oh, okay, that's mom guilt. What do I really need in this moment? Do I really need to go do something for myself, right? And, And take care of me? Do I need to attend to something going on in my family? Do I need to take a break and go for a walk? Do I need to call a friend? You know, but we don't, we just walk around feeling like so guilty and, and it's not really guilt is a thankless emotion, right? So it's not helping the object of our guilt. And it certainly doesn't help us by feeling guilty. We just walk around feeling kind of crappy. Yeah. And the whole guilt is kind of like a, 
I don't know if it's like a, it's kind of like something that we wear and it's always there with us. It's not something that goes away because in an instant you can like look at somebody else's kid or look at anything like that comparison syndrome too also adds to the guilt, but it's just always there. And um, I think it's really important what we're talking about to try to kind of overcome that and let go of those things. And I really like that you said, you know, go to bed and just know that you're doing the right thing that you can, or as much as you can with all of the resources that you can. And that is a really freeing statement in itself. Like if we all just like at the end of the day, like had that little talk with ourselves, I think even just that one tiny piece of advice that you just, you know, mentioned could change our perspective on a lot of things. I totally agree. Anyway, I wanted to get back to this concept of perfection and perfectionism because it kind of goes with the mom guilt that we're not, you know, being good enough or doing enough or doing the right things. And this idea of perfection, which gets dangled in front of our faces, is really unattainable, which is what is the, you know, irony behind the whole thing. And so my new kind of platform that I want to, I think, promote and in, in this concept is like, we live in a very black and white society. And as mothers, we're very black and white. It's either pass, fail. We've either did a great job or we're, we suck and we, you know, no one should talk to us or, you know, we're, we're killing our nutrition and we're doing the best or we're a terrible person because we ate McDonald's on the way home. You know, so we're in this very strict, rigid, black and white, pass, fail kind of mentality. And I want to like scream from the rooftops, like to live in the gray. Like there is so much beauty in the gray and the gray being like anything. So if taking care of yourself includes like movement or a workout, well, it would be ideal in a black and white society that you would have a 60 minute workout and you could go to the gym and you could do everything. But maybe today you didn't sleep very well last night because you haven't been infant at home. And, you know, you just wanted to walk outside for five minutes and that is movement. Or you wanted to do a few yoga stretches because you got up from working. You know, you have to consider the resources that you have in each and every kind of experience and give yourself the grace to live in the gray because life is gray. I mean, there's so much beauty that's happening in those moments. And if we can take these, what they would call judgments, uh, and the whole idea of mindfulness is being in the present moment without judgment and take these judgments and kind of toss them away and just look at each opportunity. Okay, what do I have today? Do I get a, get my 60 minute workout in? you know, and eat all of my veggies and pick my kids up, you know, and take them to school and get to, is that, is that reasonable today? Or am I going to have to make, you know, some compromises, some concessions and live in that gray because we're start feeling a lot better about ourselves because like, Hey, here's what I got accomplished today. Here's where my priorities were. It wasn't pass fail. I still moved my body in a way that made me feel good. And I got outside and, you know, felt some sunshine on my face. And, you know, I know I had McDonald's for breakfast, but I had a salad for lunch and that's still great. And, you know, we can live in this opportunity where we start to work on building ourselves up a little bit more by giving ourselves a little bit of grace to live in the gray. Yeah. That, Living in the gray is such a great analogy. And I actually was thinking as you were saying it, like giving yourself grace, like that is exactly what came to my mind because we don't do that at all as mothers. And it's really, really bad. And the funny thing is that I think other people give us a lot of grace as mothers, but we don't give ourselves that same grace. So like, you know, 
someone is watching you at the store, like struggle with something and they're like, Oh, she's a mom. She's got three kids with her. That's so nice. It's, you know, let me see how I can help her. Or let me just tell her something nice. And you don't realize that they're giving you that grace of being a mother and taking care of those kids and, and, you know, maybe not doing it perfectly, but they're giving you like that acknowledgement of like, Hey, you're doing a good job, but we don't give ourselves that same yeah, we just totally miss out on it. No, and the chatter in our head, like I always say this and I say it to my children, like the way that we talk to ourselves in our heads is like we would never talk to anybody that we cared about that way because we would have no friends. Nobody would be around us. We wouldn't talk to our kids that way. You know, we wouldn't talk to our spouse or our friends or our boss or coworkers or whatever. And it is how we speak to ourselves, but we can start to reframe that. You know, and I have this like uh, meditation on an inner critic and it's great because you get to like take a minute and visualize that little voice inside your head and then put like a face to it and a voice and a name. And so when that inner critic starts, you know, kicking up and telling you that you're not good enough or you're not worthy or something along those lines, you can be like, hey, mine's name is Jordan. So I'm like, hey, Jordan, back off. I'm doing the best I can right now. That's funny. Right. It's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And where is that meditation accessible? Just out of curiosity. Yeah. So (laughs) I launched an app over the summer called the Zen mommy. And really I looked at the kind of trajectory of the last 13 of my years. And I've, you know, trained in yoga. That's been my movement of choice, you know, all throughout the country from New York to San Francisco and everywhere in between. And yoga as a practice is like this beautiful meditation in in motion. And it's a way to connect with our bodies. And, you know, for me, the practice allowed me to come back in and start loving my body, which I had hated for years. Uh, And so when I launched the app, I really thought hard about what brought me the most joy over the last 13 years. And I teach three pillars. I teach movement, which is yoga based. I teach nourishment uh, because I went to culinary school just for fun. And, you know, we all have to eat and majority of the cooking at home is placed on us moms, but we don't necessarily like it. Um, Very true. We have to, yeah, we do have to feed our families. And so I wanted to teach even like basic cooking skills, like how to hold a knife. What are your knife skills? What are some grilling techniques? Some things that, you know, when you feel more confident at a skill, you're going to enjoy it more. And so I teach cooking. I create recipes uh, that are allergy friendly. We're gluten and dairy free at my house. Um, so I'm always creating fun recipes. And then I teach the mindset piece, which is uh, meditation and breath work, which I think, you know, at any moment in your day, you could stop, take five minutes, you know, and breathe. It's free, it's available, and it absolutely scientifically proven to change the framework of your brain, to change that mental construct, to change that chatter, that Jordan, if you will, in your own mind. (laughs) Yeah, that is amazing. That's a great combination of those three elements. And it's almost like all of the, you know, kind of, like you said, the three pillars that we need in order to kind of prop ourselves up and allow ourselves to live in that gray area and live in that grace without a lot of struggle, right? Yeah, so what I think you know, life is going to have its highs and lows, right? Mm -hmm. So we don't get out of this alive. It's not without uh, suffering. You know, we're going to have loss and we're going to have extreme joy and celebration. But what mindfulness, meditation, yoga, that practice, it, it softens the highs and lows a little bit, right? So a lot of people talk about like when you're doing yoga and you're living a yogic life or living a mindful life that you're in 
what they call the flow state means you're just riding the wave. You're not the sw salmon swimming upstream, right? That's just struggling so hard. You're like, why is this so hard? You're like, no, things are, things are going good. And yeah, there are little ups and downs and there are hiccups and there are you know, things that come along because that's just the way life is, but you're able to manage that a little bit better because you have what I like to call is like your own kind of mindset toolbox or your own self-care toolbox of these little tools of breath. You know how you, if you feed your body well, that you're going to feel better. If you prioritize rest and you get as much sleep as you can, you're going to feel better. If you're able to move your body, you're just going to feel better. I mean, those are the things that are for certain in life. And when you feel better, you you do better. You're able to kind of tackle whatever life has to bring at you and you're in that flow state. Yeah, that's perfect. So with your, um, our topic is really geared towards, you know, working moms and how they can slow down, breathe and let go. So do you have any like last thoughts that you want to share on exactly how we can do that? Or should we just get the app or like, what is the best way around it? I'm just wondering. No. Um, I think the thing about working moms, number one, I think they're really good at scheduling things. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's usually a skill set that working mom have that working, working moms have that stay at home moms struggle with a little bit more. Uh, and prioritizing yourself is something only you can do. And, you know, self-care has been this idea that, um, gets thrown around and it's like, oh, it's bubble baths. And it's, you know, you feel less than, right? This whole idea of self-care is just created for you to go buy more stuff and, and do more things and feel not good enough. And the idea is really just prioritizing yourself. And so to slow down is even, you know, it's how you start your day. It's, it's, there's always a choice in the moment. So you can get up and you can immediately go frantic and be like, dun, 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 or all the things, or you can take a few minutes in bed. I like to smile when I get up because, yeah. you know, it just creates a mindset or think about, you know, a few things that I'm grateful for. I mean, you know, 30 seconds it may take right before you're just instantly hit the alarm and, and get running and going right throughout the day before I sit down and go to work. I try to meditate. You know, for me, that slowing down meditation increases productivity. Yeah. Anybody can meditate. Anybody can work on their breathing. Uh, it, it, even just a simple, and you don't need my app to do any of these things, a simple two to one breath technique, which is whatever you're inhaling account. So say it's four, you're exhaling double is like a go-to. And I say, breathe in through your nose and breathe out through your nose. Cause that's regulating the breath, right? We usually breathe like fight or flight breath all the time. And so we start to really create this space where we can access our rest and digest. And so our body is like, oh wait, we're not under attack. We can, if we can access executive functioning in our brain, we can really be more productive because we're not in this state of constant stress all the time. And so for working moms, it, yeah, it's a struggle and there's always going to be a choice, right. In, in every moment yeah. and saying yes to something is saying no to something else. And that's when we have to start prioritizing. I'm not making it to every volleyball game. I make it to as many as I can for, with my daughter, you know, and I'm do the best that I can. And sometimes even myself comes first. I'm like, you know, if I don't fill up my tank, I am not, I am no good to anybody. Yeah. You know, and there was like a company Christmas party last night. And I said, before I went in there, I know me, I have to get eight hours of sleep. And I told my husband, I love you. Happy there to support you. I'm leaving at X, Y, Z time because yeah. I have, you know, and it's, you know, these are choices that I want to make because if I stayed out there till 10, 11 o'clock at night, I'm not going to get sleep and I'm wrecked for the next day. And so yeah, I think reminding us 
that there is choice, even if we don't necessarily love the options. Uh, and just that reminder that choosing yourself, no one else can, and no one else will. Yeah. Um, it's our true. responsibility, you know, to, to do that. And, and there's always a choice and sometimes it's hard. I mean, it's a lot of times it's hard, but again, yeah. we go back to what I said at the very beginning, I did the best today with the resources available that resources include sleep, time, finances, support, you know, all of the things. I did the best I could with the resources I had available. It'll look different tomorrow and watch yeah. it away. That is, that's so powerful. Just that, again, that one statement is just amazing and it's so freeing and relaxing to think about and, you know, like going to bed and being like, okay, I did the best that I could with what I can, with what I have. Um, so I love that. It's amazing. So yeah, it's something, it's a good little reminder you can write, you know, on the mirror when you're brushing your teeth at night. And you're like, yeah. all right, you know, it's like a, a mantra can be anything, right? A clear, simple statement and a positive statement and simple language it can be anything. Um, sometimes I really just use the words, I am enough, mm-hmm. you know, which yeah. is that beautiful reminder that you really are. You have yeah. everything you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. So um, where is the best place for people to get in touch with you? Oh yeah. I'd love everybody reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at the underscore Zen underscore mommy. Um, Send me a DM, follow me on Instagram. I share cooking, mindfulness, yoga, all kinds of fun stuff. Um, My podcast is called mom slow down. And I really use it as this platform to talk about kind of funky, difficult subjects from sexual dysfunction to marriage and relationships and counseling and parenting and everything in between. Um, and then of course my app is on Apple and Google play. Uh, it's a free download. So 30% of the content on the app will always be free. Uh, and I add new content every week and I teach live from there. If everybody wants to get in with me, um, otherwise just follow me on Instagram. And, you know, if you ever have questions or, um, you know, want any insight, you know, do the best I can. Uh, and I'm, I'm, share my vulnerability in hopes that it gives people space to have their own experience as well. Thank you so much, Jessica. I really, truly appreciate you being here and sharing all of your knowledge and your experience with us and um, sharing your resources as well. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, Mastering Google My Business to increase your revenue. You can go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash learn GMB and you'll be able to network with other business owners and learn all about the latest and greatest updates to Google My Business. See you there.